0: And I'm Sean Fangirl S, and today we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 2 of The Magicians. So, wow. This one is just, like, keeps going up. Keeps going up with the intensity. Yes. And it's not just because of what's happening in Fillery. We have a whole thing happening, and I was kind of leery about this episode, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be one of those weird, like, filler episodes. Right. But it wasn't, so I really enjoyed it. But before we jump into it, why don't you tell them all about the ratings news?
1: All right, for this episode, we had a 0.24 in adults 18 to 29 and 0.626 million viewers, dropping us to 48 overall on the cable shows for the night. So we're taking some slippage here, but I think I have a... Well, our Live 7s are still strong. Yeah. Because... Episode five, Cheat Day, the Live Plus Sevens. We tied for seventeenth in adults eighteen to forty-nine. Total gain going from a zero point four to a zero point eight for an increase of one hundred percent. We tied for nineteenth in adults eighteen to forty-nine percentage gain with that one hundred percent, and we were twenty-fifth in viewers percentage gain going from point. 885 to 1.752 million viewers for an increase of 98%.
0: I think those are awesome numbers. I mean, granted, yes. it's the seven <laughs> plus seven day, but I'm really starting to feel like not a whole lot is being watched live anymore.
1: No, it really isn't.
0: I mean, everybody has crazy stuff happening in their daily lives. And, you know, we're kind of in full swing with people who have kids and all of the crazy amounts of things that happen with after school.
1: Right, spring break.
0: Yeah, I know
1: that spring break is down. Da- it's spring break down
0: here, is that's it? for sure. Okay, yes. see, it hasn't hit up here just yet, so I think that's part of the thing too. You know, all over the country, we have different breaks happening, and like I said, all the kids who are getting into school or I'm sorry, school sports for like spring, yes, they having all the tryouts and everything and right now, and
1: soccer and all that going on too. So yeah, it's kind of difficult to plop yourself in front of the TV set at a given time, to watch something live. Right. That's for sure.
0: Most people can't even sit down and eat together anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about it. Right. But I'm really liking the show. I'm enjoying that the numbers, you know, the fact that the numbers are showing over the seven day that a lot of people are enjoying it. So, you know, don't lose hope. I know a lot of people start freaking out when numbers are kind of low, but they're looking at overall, and obviously this is a big thing.
1: Right. And I saw something... Today, about a live plus 35. Really? Yes. Now, I haven't seen any numbers for that, but it looks like NBC has finally bought into it because a couple of their shows that were really sitting on the the fence as to whether they were going to get renewed or not just did amazing in the live plus 35. So I have a feeling even the live plus seven is going to become obsolete and... Hmm the networks are going to start looking at it as almost in a monthly view.
0: You know what I'm wondering? And I know there's probably people like, come on, get on with it. But I'm wondering how much has to do with people not necessarily having cable anymore. Like a lot of people are going to the streaming and they're not available till next day at the early. That's right. So see, everybody's watching. It's just on different different ways. Because I know cable prices are getting out of control.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Mine is, (laughs) anyway. I guess I shouldn't want to watch so much crap on TV. But I can't help it. It's enjoyable. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of good shows out there.
0: Yes. Darn you. Uh, anyway. All right, let's jump into this. Episode 7, Plan B. Julia and Katie enlist Quentin, Margot, Elliot, and Penny for a magical heist. Boy, that sounds a lot simpler than what actually happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sure does.
0: Ay, oy, oy.
1: Yeah, Ocean's Eleven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Because we had everything happening kind of everywhere. Right. Let's take a minute and before the group comes together, because obviously we know there's a heist. Right. Let's start with Margot and Elliot first. Okay. Obviously, Margot made some big statements last episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, bold declaration. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're going to war. Well, war costs money and trying to fix up the wellspring costs money and well, Hillary don't have no money. Yes. I was kinda of surprised when they're like, well Yeah, <laughs> we don't have anything. I think that finally took Margot and kind of slapped her in the face, like, listen, you have to pay attention to what is going on around you. Right. Ay, 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 these people they were trying to say it gently, and then Margot kind of freaked out and Elliot was kind of like, Well, crap, now what? But I mean they they're trying to figure out how to bring money and any kind of help into Fillory and to fight their war that Margot has declared, which is still a stupid move. Right.
1: And the Lorians already have troops that are approaching the border of Fillory. Well,
0: I (laughs) mean, they originally, I think, were on their way there anyway because they wanted their share of the Wellspring. Right. But then uh, Prince S kind of screwed up along with Margot, and, well, here we are. Yes. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I guess we'll find out with that. But that's pretty much everything that happened in Fillery for this episode.
1: At least until the end.
0: Yeah. We'll get back to that part. You're right. We, we can't <laughs> jump ahead. No. All right. And then we have, well, Julia and Katie. Yes. Who are, tra- I don't know why I'm laughing because this isn't funny. She's trying to get some sort of magical abortion because obviously everything that's been happening not working out so well. And when they go to Katie's contact, it's like a butcher shop. And they're yes. standing around her, well, her as in Julia, and just kind of like doing weird stabby motions with knives around her. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> Are they like stabbing her aura? What is supposed to be going on? It was strange. I mean, what did you take from that?
1: Well, yeah, it was definitely something to do with getting a complete picture of what the situation was with Julia. And, of course, the two Oriental ladies go at it big time with each other, and one of them storms off.
0: I wish they had had subtitles. I want to know what they were really saying.
1: Yes, it really would have been <laughs> nice to have <laughs> known what they said to each other. But, of course, it would have um, thrown some of the plot off. So
0: Right. They could have been talking about their order for the next day. We don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But it didn't sound that way.
1: No, no. It was a heated argument, that's for sure.
0: And bottom line, in order for them to help Julia, and it wouldn't have been a magical abortion, it would have been an exorcism, which was interesting the way that they said it. Yes. Because we didn't get any information last episode that it would be something along those lines. Nope. So it was going to cost them, what, two gold bars? Because, obviously, everybody has gold bars hanging around their home.
1: No, yeah, it was one million in gold.
0: Yeah, that
1: was a little... Cashes for drug runners. Right.
0: (laughs) And, I mean, their first thought was to hit some pawn shops, but that would have been a whole lot of pawn shops. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what gold value is right now, but I don't think it's going to be just, you know, a handful of jewelry.
1: No, not at all. And, of course, Katie is the one who um, decides that, yes, let's rob a bank.
0: Oh, yeah, because I'm sure that's going to be easy. Although she does say, well, we're magicians, right? Right. Thinking that, oh, yeah, this shouldn't be that difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently she was wrong. Because they go stake out a bank that apparently has gold reserves in there. And they're looking through her little weird, like, spyglass magnifying glass kind of thing. I don't even know right. what she called it. I forgot. And well, it turns out that apparently these banks, which are a lot of them, are actually protected by magical wards. Yes. That was something new. Makes me think. It's like, <laughs> hmm, What else don't we know? Exactly. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting because just to kind of throw something out there that, oh yeah, all banks are that way. It's like, wait,
1: what? Yeah, that, was, that blew, blew me away. I was like, okay, how do I process this? <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, it just kind of have me like, okay, so all banks are this way. Now I'm going to totally look at my bank differently.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, they figure out, okay, well, there's got to be a way to do this, right? But suddenly right. the Hexen-Paxen hex was freaking out from the, the trunk of the car. Right. I'm just assuming that he wanted out. I'm guessing everybody else was, too.
1: Yeah. At the time, that's what everybody was thinking, was he just wanted out of the trunk.
0: But he breaks out, which I was like, oh, crap, what's going to happen? I was thinking that something crazy might be about to go down, but I thought it was maybe with Reynard. Yeah. And I was totally wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we get some invisible creature attempting to attack, and the Haxanfaxan is fighting him off. And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Why aren't they showing, show me an outline, anything. Right. And I have to say. You get
1: very little. You get a little bending of the light occasionally, but not enough to make out what it looks like, that's for sure.
0: I have to say that actor, if he had to do that without somebody in like a a green suit. Right. That was pretty impressive. Yes. (laughs) He had a fight with himself. And then the poor Hexen Paxen, he's dead. Right. He's killed by a spoon. Yeah. What the hell? I'm like, what's with the wooden spoon? Did he just, like, get stabbed, or were they digging out something? I don't get it. What What was it?
1: I couldn't tell either, because it, it didn't look like he was wounded that badly, but apparently they dug in and took something out. Maybe his heart's in his belly, and they just ripped his heart out.
0: Oh, uh, that's true, because we have no idea. Just because it looks human doesn't mean it is human.
1: Uh, exactly.
0: And, well, the Hex and beat it, though, whatever it was, whatever crazy invisible creature. And Katie ends up seeing the spoon, and she's like, all right, well, we need to figure something out, but you're not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens? Boom. They go to break break bills.
1: bills. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of weird. And the fact that Dean Fogg was actually open to the fact that Julia does need their help. Yes. I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, somebody's got to clue me in because I was sitting there like, wait, he, he's okay with her being there now? I thought he hated her being there. I'm confused.
1: I have a feeling that he's um dealt with this sort of thing before and that he knows that whatever invisible creature that was coming after her was not going to stop until it caught her and at least being in Break Bill's. It can't find her. I mean, it, it, they basically got the same wards protecting it as the hex, hex and Paxson did oh. as far as being invisible to the outside.
0: Now, do you think that somehow Dean Fogg has dealt with this kind of not just the invisible monster, basically, but some kind of otherworldly pregnancy? I have a feeling so. Because, like I said last time, he was kind of, you know, super pissed. But when, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the nurse's name. Well, when she checks her out and she's like, all right, this thing is, like, wrapped all around your essence. So that's a problem. Like, he seemed okay with it, even though she's like, that girl's so screwed.
1: Right. Yeah, Professor Lipson.
0: Thank you. Like, I was expecting more of a fight from him. So well, I don't know how you felt about that. Well,
1: I think because... He was there when she was kind of checking him, and when she mentions the Twilight movies, <laughs> I have a feeling Fogg knew exactly what she was saying.
0: You think he's a Twilight fan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's seen the movies. I don't know if he's a fan or not, but I think he's seen the movies, so he knew exactly where she was going.
0: Oh, man. So, obviously, if she's hinting that, then I i was right that the baby's growing faster than they a were A normal
1: pregnancy, yeah. yes. Yes, it was intertwining within her essence.
0: Yeah, that was kind of messed up.
1: Yes, and it is interesting that, especially when that is discovered, that yes, Fog would let her stay there for any length of time, Mm -hmm. because eventually it would become dangerous to break bills.
0: Well, see, that's what I'm kind of wondering about. Is it still dangerous because... The other baby that we know is born, we don't know if he has any kind of power.
1: oh, I'm sure the Dana's son has power; he just doesn't know it.
0: See, I thought that she was she used all his power up. no,
1: she used the the power of the birth,,
0: oh, okay, which was crazy horrific, yeah, so with them being at Breakbills, bills, that obviously means they have to stay there somewhere. Yes. And, well, Dean Fogg decides to put them in the physical kid's house. Yep. Because there's The only space. empty room is uh, Alice Alice's. Is. And we got all sorts of weird shit happening with that. Yes. Not just the room, but the fact that Alice is a Niffim and she is stuck in Quinn's tattoo. That's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, really screwing with him. And she's like, constantly,
1: constantly Constantly. talk about your worst nightmare.
0: Right. But interesting. I have the
1: woman you love completely different, just berating you constantly.
0: And nobody else can see her. Right. And she is just stuck in his head then. Like, let me out, (laughs) let me out, let me out. Thought it was kind of interesting, though, the way she puts out there. You keep talking to yourself, even though we all know he's talking to her somebody's going to end up phoning the head police on you, and you you were already there once, so they'll believe it. I was like, that is low. Yes. But she just wants out. But she's not even saying out permanently. She wants to take over his body. And that's kind of scary because we have no idea what she can do in his form. Exactly. Would she still be able to do the same kind of magic, or would she only be able to do, like, Q's magic, or what's happening?
1: No, I think once she takes over his body for any period of time, she will be able to do everything she could do before.
0: Mm, Interesting. Cause the whole thing. I don't think
1: she can now because even, you know, because she's a nippin', she really can't affect the the real world.
0: But he's trying to figure out how to do what she was trying for her brother. Right. But interestingly enough, she's like, it's not going to work. The math's never going to get there. Like she almost, fluctuates between evil Nipham Alice and regular Alice. I don't know how much you that. I still think
1: that, that was Nip and I think the whole time it was Niffin Alice. Really? Yes. I don't think we saw real Alice at all in this episode. <laughs>
0: See, I kept thinking like she was kind of going back and forth, like it's not going to work. I tried and I just couldn't get the math right and everything like that. But I, I didn't know. She just didn't want to be trapped in the box. Right. So, yeah, there. that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like, I don't know. Although she did tweet out that evil Alice is the most fun to play.
1: Oh, yes. And she does it so well.
0: She does. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing at that.
1: So, yes, we have a different version of Alice to deal with for a while now.
0: Right. And, well, like I said, the girls had to go to the physical kid's house. So Q ends up seeing Julia come in. And he goes to talk to her and he's like trying to apologize. And of course, Alice is being all bitchy. What's she doing in my room? I can't believe you guys are both so mopey, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you know, like apologizing, but almost apologizing to both at the same time.
1: Right. Yes. He was having a very difficult time focusing on his words to Julia. And you could see him struggling with it.
0: But eventually, you know, they they talk and he's like, I know everything's been hard. I'm really sorry for you. What can I do to help? I'm, I'm not going back on that word. Right. And when Julia's like, well, help me rob a bank. And Alice is like, yes, say yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's not being crazy evil. She's just like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> like,
1: No, you, that's crazy evil, Alice, saying, yes, let's do this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I felt like it was just super excited. Like, she didn't seem evil. She just seemed like, this is the best thing ever. We should do this.
1: <laughs> Alice would never be that way. That's true. Although- Margo, yes. <laughs> Alice, no.
0: <laughs> well, while that's happening, we have Katie apparently in the library trying to get some books. And Penny's in the library trying to get some books for Brinkville South. And yes. they find out a really weird fact. This book that Penny really needs was destroyed. But it wasn't destroyed by a student or a teacher. No. It was destroyed by other books. Yes. <laughs> I I didn't understand what happened, and then he's like, "Oh, well, it was the book you want was written by a Jewish scientist." I'm like, "Okay, Polish, Polish." Oh wait, Jewish, Jewish, Polish. I know he's a Jewish, but he says then, um, "Well, they they were destroyed by eugenics books," and yeah. like he said there. I honestly, I'm like, "Why do I know that word?" I had to look it up because I could not remember. <laughs> I'm like, I just don't understand. I know this, but it's one of those things that was in the back of your mind that you just couldn't pull the, the information from. So I looked it up, and for those of you who also don't know, it's the science of improve, improving a human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable, heritable characteristics. Well, that was basically what was perversed by the Nazis. So right. that is why this Jewish written book was destroyed. And then somehow, the books then get put into, what What did he say?
1: The restricted section with other anti-Semitic books.
0: Now, I'm going to tell you guys twice, twice it, that I noticed there was references to Harry Potter. The yes. fact that there was a restricted <laughs> section. Yes. Which I thought was funny. And then later with Miss Margot, which yes. really had me rolling because she happened <laughs> to like the tweet I talked about with that.
1: Yes, she did.
0: <laughs> oh, Summer Bishel, I love you. So somehow, just perfect timing, Katie walks out and Penny's there and they're like, oh, uh, awkward moment. And next thing you know, they're like pawing at each other. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, I guess Penny forgives uh Katie pretty quick. Which again, I posted that out and I think both Arjun and Jade love that one. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But yeah, I guess that's one way to make up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> So after all is said and done, because we don't see any of the adult time, which I ha- I'm i sorry, with this scenario, I'd have to be grateful because you're in a library. Right. I feel mean, like anybody can come by. I feel like that'd be really weird. But yeah, I guess that's a whole different level of public display of affection. I don't think I'm quite there. Yeah. No. I
1: can hold hands no.
0: and kiss, and I'm <laughs> fine with that. I don't think full-on sex is something I want to see in public, though. No. <laughs> I guess I'm a prude. I don't know. But anyway, after all said and done, Penny's just like, okay, so why are you here? So Katie tells him, and Ellen, he's like, what? You're helping her? We hate her. What's going on? Well, then Katie has to tell him the whole situation, and he was just like, okay, ask me. She's like, I didn't think I had the right. He's like, ask me. Will you help us rob a bank? He's like, yeah. Something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> Again, weird. of like, he forgives, and You know what? I think at this point it shows that Penny really has kind of grown up where he is not just mad at the world. And he can understand, because I'm sure at some point off screen, Katie explains to him why she left. And he finally accepts it. Yeah, or at least
1: maybe in the next episode we'll see that.
0: (laughs) Oh, really? See, I'm thinking she might have given him like the Notes version. So he was like, all right, okay, I can deal with this. So who knows? But maybe we'll find out more. But what happens then? Q has to talk to Petty because obviously they need more help. And somehow Margo and Elliot are there back at bills or faux Elliot because it's yeah, Mr. Faux Clay. Yeah, Elliot.
1: <laughs> Gollum Elliot. Yeah.
0: So they're there and he tells them that Margo and Elliot are pissed about this. And I mean, you can't blame them because she did something so stupid that screwed up everything. They could have, had they defeated the Beast at that time, I don't think, Umber would have befouled the well three Right. But you never know, because he didn't know what was going on at the moment either. Right. So I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air. Maybe it would have happened. Maybe it wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Hard to tell.
0: Yeah, really. So finally, and this is kind of weird. And this goes back to that moment that I feel like Margo had with Julia. Was it, what, two episodes back? Right. She's like, we can hate you, but we need to do this, too. So whatever. Fine. We're on the same side.
1: Right. We need. <laughs> we can uh, reach both our goals by working together. So we'll do this.
0: Yeah. So they decide to plan the heist. And okay, hands up. Who's surprised out of the little crew? <laughs> who has actually had a bank heist go right for them previous? Actually, who's ever done a bank heist?
1: Right. That yeah. was the question. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Margo. Margo asks it and then raises her hand.
0: Yeah. So, um, hands up, people. Who thought that was a surprise? Cause I wasn't. I, I don't think that I was surprised that Margot was a little hellion previously.
1: Oh, no, not at all.
0: But it was really funny because she decides to plan it for them. So they go back to the bank, they're hiding in the alley looking, and Margot suddenly turns on this whole different voice.
1: Yes, she was back in her teenager mode when she used to do this.
0: I thought it was hilarious and people are like, what? Where did that accent come from? Cause there was kind of an accent there, which I just thought was kind of funny cause it's like, okay.
1: Yeah, it was a little valley girl-ish. Yes.
0: <laughs> and she just starts running it down. All right. There's wards, blah, blah, blah. We need this. We need, how the hell do you know all this? And if you did this before, don't you think at some point, I mean, if you were successful, they would have updated, but maybe no.
1: Yeah.
0: So, funny enough, they're like, all right, we have to get the fingers of the bank managers. Oh, my God. Somehow they do a spell so that as long as they get the the bank manager's fingers, I don't know how to say this, to touch some type of mucous membrane in the magician, their finger will transfer to them, even for the short time, so they can use the fingerprint. Right. Yeah, Margo's like, oh, just like dip the finger in alcohol and then like lick their finger or something. It'll work oh god so katie gets it done and somehow q pipes up kind of irritates everybody he's like well why are you volunteering everybody else why don't you do it he's like fine i'll do it well he does but he didn't lick the lady's finger no yeah what did penny say she decided to go digital underground yeah (laughs) oh my god I'm like, how do you guys keep a straight face doing some of this stuff? Seriously. Yeah. I really feel like some of this stuff has got to be improvised because I I don't know if they can get through it knowing in advance. (laughs) Oh, yikes. So why don't you take us into the fun bank moment?
1: All right. So to get into the bank and clear everybody out, they use a bring in a swarm of bees through the air vents. It uh, definitely clears the uh, building very quickly. I know. I would have run. Oh, you better believe it. Now, of course, they were supposed to, you know, do the fingerprints and then get past two security guards. Well, the security guards weren't there.
0: That's because they decided to have some alone time as well. In the uh, janitor's
1: closet, probably. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, now I have to say that this took a long time. Because yes. the bees come in, they clear out, they get called for, you know, removal of the bees. They get there, they do take care of the bees with their spell, you know, like make them go away. And then Penny's up. Penny is, is wearing a flotation belt. He's in the vault getting it, be, getting the gold because if he touches the ground, that's what stops travelers. Right. But this well, whole it, time, the security it, guards are still nowhere to be found. How did you A, not hear everybody screaming? Yes. B, not notice complete silence, then. And C, like, that just seemed to take a really long time when <laughs> you're time. trying not to be noticed. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of factors here that just seem like, what the hell just happened? Right. I don't know. but
1: Apparently, they don't have a lot of people going down into the vault on a daily basis, so they figure they've got plenty of time to um, hanky-panky around before... Somebody shows up. I guess. Needing to get into the vault.
0: Aye, aye, aye. Well, funny enough, though, like we said, there was a spell on, well, more like a ward, right? On the floor. That if a traveler right, popped up. That in,
1: was the actual alarm that brought up the, um, battle mistress. No, no, no. Oh.
0: That's when they crossed out. Right. But you're what right. was on the floor would just stop the oh, yeah, traveler. It,
1: well, yeah. And it also would, uh, suck out all the air.
0: Yeah. Out of the ball. That's not messed up at all. Right. Poor Penny's in there. Now, I had a thought. Penny goes in, he's trying the flotation belt. Why the heck didn't he just go stand on top of the gold bars? Right. Yeah. I was like, I why wasn't he sitting another... there and like putting like gold everywhere at that point? <laughs> Did you say you've seen somebody ask that too? Oh
1: yeah. Yep. I saw a couple, read a couple reviews that mentioned, well, why didn't he just sit on the gold and fill up his bag and then right. As- go. But Especially the second
0: he- time, when, or, well, after the first time, I should say, that the flotation belt started to lower. and He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. At that right. point, I'd have been like, let me crawl up on this table.
1: Yeah, but he wouldn't have known if he had put too much in his bag when he got off.
0: Well, that's the thing. He didn't have to get off the table to pop out because he's not walking out the door. He was just going to pop in True. and out.
1: He just, yeah. That's true.
0: Heck, at that point, I just go up, hold on to the whole table, pop the table out with you, and be like, load <laughs> it up in the tr- in the truck, let's go. Yeah, but er, he touches the ground. They only have so much time. What the hell are they gonna do? All right, let's go in and try to figure this out, guys. Yeah,
1: back inside. Come on,
0: <laughs> Scooby Gang, we can do this. And this were a yeah, couple things. Gollum
1: Elliot being all noble.
0: Couple interesting things happen. Well, they they can't figure out how to open the vault. There's got to be a way. The air, he's gonna die.
1: Well, the first thing was they see the guards back at their post and we get to see a great little invention of Elliot's.
0: That was really awesome. He pulls out a little mini disco ball. Right. Rolls it out. After giving earplugs to everybody. Yes. Rolls it out and they just start dancing. I was like, again, how the hell did you guys get through this shot? How are you not just cracking up like, oh, my God, what is happening right now?
1: Right. And then the ball rolls off into another room.
0: (laughs) And they dance towards the ball to keep them away. So that's great. Although I did forget to mention the other Harry Potter moment. Let me back up for a second. Margo mentions that every bank is secured by magicians. And that, you know, everybody else has no idea. So she's like, the muggles don't know anything that's going on. I'm like, yes! (laughs) Why did I find that so funny? I don't know, but I thought it was great. (sighs) Okay. Yes, it was. Let's talk for a... How they're going to open the vault, Steve.
1: Right. They're standing there and they're going, well, how are we going to do this? And sure enough, it's time for Niff and Alice to make an appearance and wants to help only if Quentin will let her use his body for an hour a week.
0: Was it a week? I, I thought it was a day. No, it was a week.
1: Yeah, I think it was a
0: week. I'm thinking each day that would be kind of rough. God only knows what she'd get yes. up to. <laughs> and she's like, we can do the word is bond. We can do this. You know, I can't get away from it. Back and forth. Silent, semi-silent negotiation. Because right. Because Elliot and Katie are freaking out. Like, how do we get them <laughs> out of here? Blah, blah, blah. And the whole time we have Miss Margot outside at the getaway car. Yes. And not to be forgotten, Julia, who is watching everything through the mirror back at Bills.
1: Yes, unfortunately, she was working on her little uh, time rewind machine, and when she does realize that they're in trouble, she heads out to help, which does help them because, of course, Clinton agrees to thirty minutes, not an hour. He said he cut it down; he did get it cut down to thirty minutes, and. They would, you know, work out all the details afterwards. And he turns around and they're kind of looking at him like, why are you talking to yourself?
0: <laughs> I really wish he would just tell them so that way he doesn't look like this crazy spaz, dude.
1: Yes, he really does need to. And soon.
0: Yes. But he does tell But him, of like, course, oh, I'm good at math.
1: Right. Because Alice has written on the wall that nobody else can see but Quentin. All the spells he needs to get into the, um, the vault. The vault, and they get in, and they at least get air to Penny. But of course, Quentin leaves a second too early and trips the alarm for the.
0: That's where the battle magician comes into play. Yeah, the battle master. See, that's comes. what I wasn't sure. I'm like, why did he trip an alarm? Because they're already right. standing on the floor. I didn't understand it. Yeah, because they're they have to be in there for so long.
1: I would think so.
0: Okay, so that's why I was confused. Well. That was kind of a cool thing. It was very, uh, <laughs> Thor-esque, you know, when you have. Right. Like the mon, like the wall disappear for the monster and Thor. It was kind of like that. Like all of a sudden, like an alarm goes off. The ma- battle magician, who's this older woman? Just like, what the hell? Like, oh, okay, it's on. She gets right. up out of her yeah, office chair.
1: Goes to her wall of weapons. Pretty impressive <laughs> wall, too.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. It sure looked like that was a bat lift to me. <laughs>
0: It probably was. I love how they just sprinkle all this other sci-fi in.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Not even lie, I love it. Yeah, so she comes out, she's like ready to do battle. Now, I have a question for you, though. Since this is something, obviously, that is very magician-esque, if the guards were there, since they don't know anything about it, what the heck do you think they would have done? Or do you think somehow she would have been like, sleep or, you know, something. Knock them out so they don't know anything.
1: Right, yeah. She would have... Made sure they didn't see or know anything.
0: Yeah. Or just assumed they were dead, I guess. Right. It was really kind of cool how they did it all, but they're all going to die. Then Julia's on scene and rewinds, and Katie realizes what happened. Right. I think they all realized except Elliot, and I don't know if it's because it was the Gollum. Right. So I think so. I mean, they try. They only have so many times to do it, and they keep dying, they keep dying. And Julia's like, all right, listen, last one. Okay. Right. And this, again, as soon as they crossed crossed the threshold, they didn't even have to turn that corner. Why didn't Penny just zap them all out? Right. I'm
1: like, but apparently, there, because he stepped on the floor, that put a, a ward up that kept the traveler from escaping as well.
0: Oh, see, I thought it was just in that room.
1: No, I bet it was in the whole bank.
0: Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Huh. Well, last go-round, they finally get out, but...
1: Thanks to Elliot sacrificing himself,
0: yes. basically. And Penny's like, you know, because Quinn's freaking out. Penny's like, grab the gold, don't worry, just leave him. And Q, Q has no idea what's going on. And why doesn't Quentin know? Because he knows what the story was, that whoever was king could not leave Fillory. Right. Why hasn't he questioned anything? Well, they tell him, no, it's just clay. It's like, well, that looked like really live, bleeding clay to me. Right. So they get out. They make a run for it. They get over and oh my god, Margo and Julia have been attacked. Margo's kind of knocked out. Julia's being attacked.
1: Yeah, the invisible smoke monster (laughs) appears again.
0: Yeah, and Katie had found out before, which we failed to mention, sorry, because she gets a spoon from the dead one, what, the second dead one that came after them when they were scouting. Right. Find out it belongs to one of the Oriental ladies that were going to do the exorcism, but it's the one that was just really ticked.
1: Right. She, because we find, yeah, she, that wasn't her solution. Her solution was to kill Julia.
0: Right. Because killing Julia, in turn, would kill what's inside. Right. But I have a question on that, which we can get back to in one moment. So this invisible monster's attacking Julia. They managed to kill it and save Julia. Yeah. So, yay. Go they can, Katie. Yes. Katie's been pretty awesome. Yes, she has. So they're going to go get the exorcism to help her out. Now, here's my question. If the fetus had already managed to attack the doctor, change the nurse, you know, to delete things and act like she wasn't there right. for abortion, why didn't the fetus do something to these weird invisible monsters?
1: That's a really good question. Maybe they, it wasn't able to sense those.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: Maybe they also had the, um, Ability of the hacks and packs and to keep from being detected.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Before
1: it's too late. Yeah. Cause you would think if it was that strong, it would have, once the monster got Julia, it'd been toast.
0: Right. That's what I was thinking. And the whole time I'm like, okay, why is that thing not reacting? Right. Maybe we'll find out. Who knows? Yeah. So bam. Our people are good to go. They've managed to live or have they?
1: Right. Because Katie wakes up from her procedure. Julia. Yeah, Julia. And Katie's there, and she asks, was it successful? Yes, but there was some complications.
0: Which, there's so many questions for this. It's like, okay, it was successful, but it wasn't? It was, the fetus was born? It killed everybody? I mean, she can never have a baby again? Her womb's disappeared? What? There's so many things. Yeah. Somebody needs to tell us. I don't know. Yeah. But then we have the unknown factor with Quentin and Allison. We don't know what she's going to do. Is right. she going to ruin everything he's trying to work for? Which we have no, no idea. So we'll come back to that. Yes. Are Penny and Katie going to be okay? We don't know. We have to come back to that because they don't show any of this. <laughs> right. Elliot and Margo <laughs> now have gold they can take back to Fillory. Is everything going to be okay? We don't know. Because the one scene that we do get at the very end is... I'm assuming supposed to be happening happening simultaneously with Elliot being hit with whatever that was by the battle magic, and now he is in Fillory, and he's like seizing.
1: Yes, and they can't wake him
0: up. So is he somehow not actually dead, but he's almost like coma-like as a golem, and so he can't get out, or is it because of whatever wards happen to go up in the bank? I have questions.
1: Right, and it wouldn't surprise me if the wards kept. Elliot's conscious from returning to pillory, Oh, my gosh. And they may have to do something to find a way to retrieve the body.
0: I cannot have Elliot die.
1: No, no, no. It was hard enough dealing with Alice. Oh, yeah. Alice.
0: I don't know what's happening. It's freaking me out. <laughs> and so, obviously, that was about all that we get. Like, I don't even remember the preview really showing anything. No. Just to screw with us. Yeah. I love these writers and they're, they're liking and retweeting us and, and answering some questions, but I have so many more questions that, you know, they can't answer. So it's like,
1: ah, right.
0: I don't know. What else, what else about this episode was a giant question for you, Steve?
1: Almost everything was (laughs) (laughs) nothing really got resolved. I mean, yes, Julia got the whatever it was that she needed to eliminate the demigod, but we don't know what the consequences were. We know Margot got probably enough gold to at least win the war with Loria, maybe. But if Elliot dies,
0: mm. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, there was a lot going on, obviously. So we, of course, want to hear what you guys think. So send us emails at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, FGZ Podcast. Like as we're tweeting, tell us what you think is happening. Let Steve and I know. We're freaking out. <laughs> oh man! Any points that I've I've totally skipped over?
1: No. Uh, what's Alice gonna do when she has control of Quentin's body?
0: I guess it's a wait and see situation there.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the only two that seems to have come out of this fairly unscathed is
0: Penny and Katie. True. I guess we'll see what happens with them, hopefully next episode, yeah, well, too. Well,
1: now, Penny didn't get the book that Professor needed, so he still may have some hand issues.
0: But I liked your idea of what it is with this though. So, so maybe not right. so much. But we'll find out, hopefully, next episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't forget to rate and review us on all platforms that you find us on, because good ratings help other fans of the show find us. We, of course, have told you where to find us repeatedly, so fangirlzone.com is the easiest. You'll find everything there. And so, we wait for you. We wait for you to tell us your thoughts. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk of the Fangirl Zone, I am Sean Fangirl S.
1: And I'm Steve. Are you ready to let me out of that hairy back of yours? Because I'm never going to stop. And sooner or later, one of these dummies are going to call the brain police, and you've got priors.
0: Until next time.